0: Welcome to another edition of the Pleasure Chest segment on Why Are People Into That? I am so excited to be sitting here with Brandon B. Would you say hello to our audience? Hello. How's it going, Tina? It's good. Um, Brandon, who are you and what do you do for the Pleasure Chest?
1: Uh, I'm a manager of the West Village location. It was uh, the first Pleasure Chest uh, back in 1971. That's when we first opened. And uh, I oversee that space and my awesome staff there. Uh, I participate in our workshop program uh, where we offer free weekly classes in our Upper East Side Boutique, um, as well as in our Chicago and Los Angeles stores. And uh, in general, I have a really good time.
0: Awesome, and uh, what do you do when you're not at the pleasure chest?
1: Oh God, so everybody assumes If they don't know me, they're like, oh, this person works in a sex toy store, and I know people can't see me, but I'm, like, covered in tattoos, and so they assume I have this, like, rock star life. I'm a huge nerd, and (laughs) I I play video games pretty much 99% of my time when I'm not at the store. Uh, I find it a really great way to escape and just, like, get really involved with creative content and gaming and everything. And, uh, you know, whenever anybody is like, oh, you know, what is it that you like to do? I'm just like, you know, nothing. And I view <laughs> doing nothing as an active activity. So
0: Absolutely. It's really dull, but Well, especially like. in New York City, everybody's always doing something. So mm-hmm. I've definitely learned the value of, of nothing yeah. from living here. Um, okay. So it's August, it's sweaty. It's Speaking of New York, it's very swampy. Sticky. Yes, yeah. and, and <laughs> muggy. It's the perfect time of year to celebrate butt sex, as far as I'm concerned, um, which is why uh, all of August at the Pleasure Chest is anal August.
1: Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm imagining,
0: like, uh, like confetti, but maybe confetti, like, exploding out of, like, butts. Yeah, yeah little butts
1: holding flags. <laughs>
0: <Yes>! <laughs> um, how long has... August been associated with anal? Is that originally a pleasure chest thing?
1: Oh, uh, I, I mean, in my life for at least 20 years. Uh, but for pleasure <laughs> chest, I think... Oh, just August. <laughs> <laughs> just August. It's my a- annual uh, ritual. Uh, but for pleasure chest, I think this is actually our fourth or fifth year specifically highlighting anal August. It may be longer, honestly. Um, but... Uh, no pun intended, but but uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's about four or five years, maybe longer. Uh, I don't know that it's specifically like a pleasure test thing, mm. um, but we definitely sort of take the celebration to the next level.
0: Absolutely. So uh, to bring that celebration to the next level, what I would really love to do today uh, is to explore with you why are people into anal sex, but very specifically, uh, because that's such a, a huge topic. Um I, a huge, deep, thuddy topic, um, <laughs> squishy, uh, slick topic, um, uh, I would love to focus on why are people into butt toys? But so, um, but let's, let's start with anal sex. Like if you were just going to give like an elevator speech about why people love getting it and giving it in the butt, what would you say?
1: Uh, I'd say physically it feels great. Uh, There's numerous health benefits associated with it. Mm. Uh, And it can be a really interesting way to spice up uh, a routine sex life that a lot of people find themselves getting into. Um, Mm. And in general, I I think a lot of people don't uh, really – understand how intimate it can be mm. uh, until they've actually gone through the, the practice uh, and actually experienced it with somebody because there is a lot of communication that is required. There's mm. a lot of checking in with each other. Uh, there's a lot of different factors that make it uh, more of like a conversation sex act uh, than some other uh, things that people can do that maybe they feel is a little more just dive in and get to it, you know.
0: So what can butt toys do, or by that I mean toys that are specifically designed to be used anally to enhance an already great anal sex life?
1: Well, there's a lot of different types of anal toys. Uh, I used to run a sex toy review uh, website, and so I have uh, experimented with many of them. Uh, and they, uh, they definitely have their unique properties as far as uh, how you can use them either by yourself, how you can use them with a partner. Um, how you can both be using them at the same time. Mm. And uh, when it comes to anal toys in particular, uh, they can be a lot of fun because they're, uh, they're either a really great warm-up toy uh, mm. while you're making out or just doing whatever else you want to be doing. Uh, they can be an active toy where you're actually using it physically uh, during any sort of sex or... Uh, Uh, mutual masturbation even. Uh, In a lot of different ways they can uh, enhance the the sex uh, because uh, what you're doing is you're actually uh, taking the focus away from genitals and really sort of Mm. focusing it on uh, an item or or a product or a physical object that you're now using besides using your genitals to get each other off. You're now using this product to enhance the sensation in ways that our genitals just can't do in some cases, you know. I mean, That's not to say that you know um, our crotches aren't great, but uh, there's so many different varieties of toys that you can be using uh, when it comes to anal play. Like why not experience like, the full spectrum of sensations out there?
0: I couldn't agree more. So what are some of the main categories of anal toys?
1: I mean, there's the main one, butt plugs. Everyone knows butt plugs. I love butt plugs. Butt plugs are great. Uh, Butt plugs are uh, really great across the board because they come in just such a wide range of sizes. There's super small ones for beginners. Uh, There's intermediate ones. There's some really nice ones, too, as far as the aesthetics are concerned. We have some now that have... Uh, little gemstones in the base. I
0: love those. Uh,
1: Crystal Delights uh, sells the pony plugs where you can have a little ponytail. Oh, my God. Uh, Oxball sells a little pigtail butt plug. So you can really have a lot of fun with it. You know, it doesn't have to be just like clinical, aseptic, like, okay, now I'm going to Put Insert this into your the, rectum. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's exactly. Like, no, you're going to be a little piggy. And I think <laughs> that's great. And so, plugs are a lot of fun. And then there's dildos. Dildos can be used for a wide range of uh, different things, but uh, dildos in particular, some are representational, some are not. Mm. Uh, and they come in different sizes, shapes, girths, lengths, uh, colors. I think one of my favorite ones is actually by Vic Skin. They make uh, this one that's a rainbow uh, tie dye oh, uh, yeah. dildo. And I think it's just, it's cute to look at. I'm a very aesthetic based person when mm. it comes to my toys. And anything with, like, a rainbow element or just, like, something fun or glittery or colorful, like, I, w- I want that in my butt. Like, that, that totally. deserves to be inside of me, and I deserve <laughs> to have it inside of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then there's more, uh, there's prostate-focused toys. Mm. Uh, I think one of the more popular prostate-focused toy lines out there is from a Nerose, mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. which uh, specifically targets the prostate or the P-spot in a uh, uh, male, cis-male anatomy. Uh, And in general, when it comes to prostate play, they call it like the G spot for men.
0: Mm. Like some folks have prostates besides cis men as well. Right. Like there are different um, folks that have people with prostates. Yeah. People with prostates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Totally. Um, Yeah. I want to come back to prostate play in a second. Um, But are there other other kinds of toys that we haven't talked about?
1: I mean, so a lot of people, uh, I think, would agree that those are like the three main categories Mm -hmm, of toys, mm -hmm. but I mean, there's so many other toys that can be incorporated with just like anal or rectal play in general that can be more like a surface experience or an internal experience that... Uh, involves maybe like electricity, for instance, which, you know, a lot of people hear that and they're like, okay, I'm not going to listen to this guy anymore because he's trying to (laughs) get me killed. sounds
0: like a mad scientist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, there's so many different like creative ways you can integrate different types of toys that maybe weren't designed specifically for anal play into anal play in general.
0: Let's talk about the prostate or the P-spot. So basically, if somebody, whatever their gender, has a prostate, what... What's the relationship between their prostate and a toy, like an Anaros toy that is designed to stimulate the prostate, and their pleasure? Like, how does that work exactly?
1: Well, in general, the way the Eneros line in particular, since you mentioned that one, uh, the way that it works is uh, the instructions they give you is to insert it, lay on your side, lift one leg up, uh, contract your pelvic muscle floor, mm. uh, and that moves the unit up. And then hold that in place and then release, and that drops it back down. And that motion not only helps strengthen the pelvic muscle floor, but also stimulates the prostate uh, indirectly or directly, depending on the size of the piece. And so it can not only be good for your physical anatomy and just your sexual well being in general, because having a stronger muscle set means the muscle works better, uh, but it can also be really pleasurable. Uh, I think. Uh, During one in-service with uh, the Aneros uh, folks, they told us that uh, when they originally created the Aneros line, they were actually created by doctors, Mm. and the doctors were giving them to patients to help drain excess uh, prostate fluid, and what they found was their patients weren't giving the products back (laughs) because they were all getting off and having prostate orgasms for the first time, and so I just thought that was interesting how uh, people sort of discovered it happened upon it by doing these uh, very clinical sounding rituals that were actually really great for them, but also it turned out to be very pleasurable for them.
0: Cool. So when you were saying that there are health benefits to butt sex, that was part of what you were referring to, that um, that draining the prostate or stimulating the prostate, which anal sex is a good way to do that. Sure. Um, is, what are the health benefits of I that? I mean, that's
1: one of them. Uh, draining the prostate is... Uh, beyond it being pleasurable, the health benefits of uh, making sure that your prostate is uh, draining properly is, uh, I think rectal cancer is the number two form of cancer in America. And uh, that usually is because like cancer develops in stagnant areas of the body uh, mm. in some uh, cases. And uh, people who don't stimulate the prostate gland and drain it of excess fluid, like that's, that's how it can occur. Um, so by stimulating the prostate gland regularly, uh, people can help avoid that. Um, but also, uh, like I was saying, it helps strengthen your pelvic muscle Mm. floor and, uh, your, your pelvic muscle floor is what's contracting when you're climaxing. Mm. Uh, and it also, uh, having a stronger pelvic muscle floor gives you more control over, you know, uh, when you're going to climax, uh, for people who are interested in, you know, uh, contests that can uh, help control like how far you ejaculate. (laughs) Uh, So there's a lot of different uh, benefits as far as like the physical aspect is is concerned. But also, I mean, I think uh, everybody's interested in doing what they can to have as healthy a system as possible.
0: And since there's all this incentive of pleasure, both for you and for your partner, why not?
1: yeah totally i mean as far as exercises go i mean this is one of the more entertaining ones you Yes, know? <laughs> yes
0: and rewarding absolutely agreed um so what about what about vibration because some of the different toys that you've mentioned can like some of those toys do vibrate right some, so yeah so what uh you know we we know that Vibrators, you know, are uh, are pleasurable for external genitalia. We know that there are some vibrators that can be inserted into the vagina or front hole that um, are pleasurable in that way. But what specifically about vibration is sexy in the butthole?
1: Uh, well, you can do a number of different things. For starters, uh, I think vibrating anal toys are really great for anybody who is really first starting to get into anal play because mm. vibration, uh, helps relax muscles, Right, uh, it brings blood flow to the area, which increases pleasure and sensation. And so it's really great for beginners, but in general, it just feels great. Uh, one of the things that I experienced when I was reviewing a certain product, it was a vibrating expanding butt plug. And I had never uh, tried anything like that before, um, was, uh, as you use the product, uh, internally, Uh, you you don't really feel in my experience anyway, you don't feel the vibration too heavily. Uh, it was a pretty strong vibrator, but I just didn't feel, it's not like it was vibrating inside of me. And as it vibrated, my whole body was just like climaxing, you know, just (laughs) feeling ecstasy. I felt it and I was like, all right, like, you know, it's doing it. I can feel it vibrating, but what else? Or whatever. And, uh, and then upon climax, then I felt the benefits. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so what was happening was it was vibrating internally, and that was really sort of enhancing everything that ultimately resulted in a much more intense climax. So the vibration, in my experience, really helped to uh, make it feel much more enhanced than it would have otherwise.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I mean, it's nice to think about vibrator. Uh, uh, it's nice to think about a uh, vibrating butt plug or dildo as something that not only brings stimulation and pleasure, but also um, helps you with maybe some of the things that are um, blocking you from experiencing more full body pleasure when it comes to anal anal play, anal sex, anal stimulation, um, which is clenching your muscles or being like literally uptight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have you know, a toy or a tool that is physically relaxing you, then it can kind of work in the reverse, right? When you're, if your body is being, is being physically relaxed, then that can help your mind and your emotions relax about it more. And then you can get into it and then it becomes like, uh, like a circuit, like a positive, pleasurable circuit.
1: And I think it's really, uh, in my experience, I think it's really great to have multiple points of focus during any kind of sexual act. So true. Uh, like, whatever class I teach be it like a, a bondage class, a blowjob class, any kind of class. I always incorporate an anal section in there because it's basically adding an extra uh, point of interest, so to speak, <laughs> uh, for your brain to uh, be uh, paying attention to. You know, you're not just getting flogged; you also have a vibrating anal plug inside of you, and you know that's giving you the sensation not just where you're being flogged, but also in your anus. Uh, if you're going down on someone and you put an anal plug inside of them, like they're feeling the sensation that you're doing to their crotch as well as the back door. I mean, yeah. that's it. Just like adds an extra element to it that kind of keeps your brain on its toes and doesn't know where to, like, sort of be paying attention to, like, well, this feels good over here, but there's also this happening over here, and, like, what am I going to do? And I think that just, like, <laughs> creates, like, a very unique, specific orgasm in those cases.
0: Yeah, and that kind of overstimulation is really great, and also sometimes the things that we get hung up on about sex have to do with maybe focusing too much on one thing. So if your pleasure is constantly like, now I'm over here, now I'm over here. Yeah, totally. Uh, that can kind of... Uh, uh, again, uh, kind of almost like trick you into relaxing, into enjoying yourselves, which some of us need. Again, the high-paced, you know, city life. Sometimes you you need a, a toy to yeah. get you into that space. I mean,
1: we're all, the, as we all know in the industry, we refer to everyone as a tight ass and we're all really wound <laughs> up, especially here in New York. Everybody's like really tight ass. Uh, but having like an anal experience, you know, it doesn't even have to like result in climax or orgasm. Mm. Like it's just relaxing as like, contrary as that may sound, uh, the process of relaxing your, you know, anal muscle and sphincter muscles and everything, and just having vibration and sensation in that area once you are relaxed. And even if you don't end up climaxing, it's just, it's a relaxing experience because you're literally relaxing part of your body.
0: Totally. Um, A part of your body where a lot of emotional and physical tension gets held, right? Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, I did a whole episode about butt plugs with Anal sex evangelist Tristan Taramino, mm. um, and that was really a really fun conversation um, because I really love butt plugs. But I'm so curious, um, what you know, what do you love about butt plugs? You know, what do you, what do you, why, and why are people into them? Why do people want a plug instead of a dildo? Say, you know, what can a what can a plug do that like uh, like a body can't do?
1: Sure, I mean, one of the things I really like about anal plugs in particular is I'm I'm really into sort of having some sort of, like, physical sexual experience incognito when I'm out in public. And <laughs> plugs are great for that because you can insert them and wear them and go about your day. And you know you have this, like, cheeky little secret. Again, no pun. Sorry, cheeky. Um, <laughs> but uh, nobody else around you knows. And mm-hmm. that just, like, feels, like, I think psychologically and emotionally really exciting. And you just have this smirk on your face as you walk around, around you know, here on the streets of Soho with an anal plug just, like, hanging out. And people, you know, are going about their day. And you're just – you would have this – strut about you like no one knows my prostate is being tickled right now and it's just like it's cool it's neat I well think it's, it's great fun. because it,
0: it's it's an element of exhibitionism that doesn't involve other people unconsensually, consensually right exactly. so like you're enjoying the fact that you're out in public with a toy inside of you and that you're being stimulated but you're not, not... crossing someone else's boundaries exactly you're yeah. not like rubbing it in their faces exactly but now when you see somebody strutting down the street uh with a spring in their step you might ask yourself yeah i mean maybe that's the reason
1: <laughs> i mean now everyone knows whenever you see me that's exactly <laughs> what's happening it's just 24 7 and never it never ends
0: yeah same same with me too <laughs> i mean uh, it really makes uh, going to the laundromat more interesting do yeah, we say. Yeah, like,
1: uh, I had one experience actually where I was wearing it. It was an Enjoy plug, and it was back when I was right, reviewing the stainless
0: the plugs. steel plugs, stainless right? Stainless steel
1: yeah. metal, mm-hmm. really great actually for wearing out and about because they have a narrow uh, base, mm-hmm, so they kind of mm-hmm. like sit in between your butt cheeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was taking the train. I was living off the J M Z at the time, and I was going into the city. And you know, having my you know to myself moment of like, hee-hee, I'm on the subway, and no one knows I have a butt plug in my ass. And then uh, I sat down, and one thing about metal butt plugs is they're really, really hard. And Mm. if you sit down incorrectly, (laughs) which I learned the hard way, uh, it makes a little clinking sound, like when you (laughs) sit down. And so it wasn't so secretive anymore because everybody heard it, and like kind of like you know, not everyone on the train, but like the people in my proximity like looked over because they just heard my. ass basically make a thud like dunk and so you know how like when you make a sound and you try to like replicate the sound to like cover it up you know Uh and so I was just like like knocking the pole like oh it was it was my hand accidentally hitting the pole and I don't think anybody like understood what was going on but that was a little moment where I was like that is
0: really funny (laughs) um so oh, I love those toys too. I mean, I think I've talked about them on the show a million times. I love how heavy they are. Um, I I love how because they're because of the metal. I love how slick they are going in and going out, um, and the, pre- the the heaviness of the pressure is is just an amazing it's just an amazing feeling
1: yeah they feel great and i mean i i'm all about uh economics and it's a great investment because it is made out of medical grade stainless steel Mm -hmm. so you know like if your dog gets a hold of it it's not going to get destroyed and i've lost many a ball gag to my dog baxter uh you know it's made of a durable material so unless you're jumping in a volcano it's going to last a long time so you're really investing in something that's going to not just feel great but also be around forever
0: Fantastic. Um, yeah, and I, I guess the, like, the other thing that is really nice about butt plugs is that they're hands-free, like, look, Ma, no hands. Um, and also, to your previous point, you can incorporate a butt plug into any kind of other sex that you already know that you like, or that you're already comfortable with, and it just sort of, like, introduces anal stimulation and anal play kind of seamlessly into something that may already be familiar to you, like a blowjob or cunnilingus or p and V intercourse or, uh, you know, or even just making out um, or something kinky like a spanking or bondage or something like that.
1: Totally. And I also... What I really appreciate about them is it gives you control over being able to relax your own body in advance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, in the dating scene here in New York, if we're having like casual hookups, although it's really great to have open communication and dialogue with a partner. That's not always the case when you meet somebody out for drinks on a first date off of Tinder or whatever, and then you go home with them and you have to like, you know, especially I think if you – have been on the receiving end of anal play, you have that, like, moment of just nervousness, like, okay, are they going to make sure that I'm relaxed properly, you know, before we get to penetration or anything, if it gets there, and this is, using a plug on yourself in advance uh, is your way of having control over your body, not feeling pain or anything like that, and it's a really great way to just sort of pre-game, so to speak. Yeah,
0: and also showing up to the date, being like, I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. to go. Let's like let's let's get down yeah. to it. Some yeah.
1: people might be like a little intimidated by that, but I think it's really hot. Like yeah. if somebody's like, "All right, I am loosened up and i'm ready to go then i'm like this is great especially if you're like
0: well and that can be that can also be fun to what you know whether it's a an anonymous hookup or a a long-term relationship you know letting somebody know uh i'm gonna put this plug in you know two hours before i see you um can be a way to signal I'm in the mood for anal tonight, or uh, I can't wait to see you. I'm really looking forward to seeing you. And then you're, like, already starting foreplay before you're even in the room with the person. Totally. yeah. yeah or I know. you can, like, instruct, you know, maybe uh, the person who is going to be topping anally can, uh, can instruct their partner to insert a butt plug. And then you're also already starting sort of, like, a dominant, submissive, uh, dynamic foreplay ahead of time.
1: Totally. And that's really hot. And I actually saw you do a a presentation, I think it was at uh, the Sex Expo Mm. in Brooklyn last year about how to dirty talk via text and how that can be a really hot buildup to the physical act
0: that
1: we kind of neglect in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, having that conversation in advance, being like, guess what I'm doing? Like maybe like sending a picture of you like with the plug or like maybe sending a video of you inserting it. It's a total like buildup to actually physically seeing that person.
0: Well, that's the other thing is that if you if you're if you want to like make a video of you putting in a butt plug, like that is so hot, and I highly encourage people to do that. But also, if you feel a little bit more tentative or conservative um, or worried about your privacy being violated, then and you or you're just like not ready to do something quite that hardcore uh, on a video, even if it's private, um, just taking a picture of the plug pre-insertion or even taking a video of yourself like cleaning it before you're putting it in or taking a video of you like drizzling lube on the plug that's really sexy and you're not actually like putting an image of yourself or a video of yourself doing something hardcore Tor- out there into the into the cloud
1: yeah totally i mean back in the day when i had less tattoos i was a little more inclined to send you know dirtier pictures or videos because yeah. people couldn't necessarily identify that it was me in there yeah But then as I became more and more tattooed, it gets really tricky to pull your butt cheeks apart when your knuckles are tattooed without people (laughs) being like, all right, I know that person, you know, so now it's, you know, maybe I just show maybe myself shirtless and holding the plug like, hey, this is the most I can do for you right now. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
0: I am not that old, but I can remember a time in my adult life when you could go into even the most feminist sex positive sex toy stores and buy anal beads that were actually like plastic mm. beads on a string. Yeah. And I, me, you know, being young and adventurous and maybe knowing some things but not knowing enough, I was like, Anal beads, I want to try that. And, uh, you know, it. Did, there was no disaster or anything like that. But when I think back on the fact that that I actually bought the, that kind of anal bead, um, it kind of makes me shudder. So the thing that's really great now is that most anal beads are made with... Um, they're basically like silicone or whatever, non-toxic material, and are actually designed to do the things that anal beads are designed to do, but without having lots of like little parts that can like come off and potentially be yeah. lost and in the And they're
1: seamless and they're non-porous. No, not all of them, but more so than not. Exactly. Yeah, those little plastic ones were pretty terrifying. <laughs>
0: so what is the deal with... Anal beads, why is that shape or that structure even a thing? What is that supposed to do?
1: Well, anal beads are really interesting uh, because they add an element of interactivity, I think, Mm. to anal play uh, that's really unique to anal beads in particular because uh, one of the main uses for them is to insert them, leave them there. And then upon climaxing is when they get removed. And you can remove them at various speeds, either slowly. And so as the muscle, your PC muscles are contracting, Mm -hmm. uh, each of those little beads is stimulating the sphincter muscle. Or you can pull it out really quick just for a really intense sort of like rush sensation. And so they're really unique in that way. Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, and I think that anal beads are also really good for folks who – are interested in anal stimulation but are but feel that like really getting like full on like fucked in the ass, like, like intercourse, like in out, in out um, can be too intense because during your sphincter muscles are like open yeah. during that time. Right. So I guess the thing that I really want to stress is that there are all different kinds of anal stimulation and it's not all about um, like
1: thrusting and girth
0: exactly yeah um there's there's pressure there's you know uh anal beads again the ones that are uh actually essentially just sort of like shape a a certain shape of dildo that is designed to expand and contract those muscles um all different kinds of feelings
1: totally And the little beads uh, are really great i think also for beginners who maybe don't want to have the rip cord pulled out of them upon climax (laughs) or anything. But the balls, not for all of them, but for most of them, I think, they're really, really small, easy to insert. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. It's a really approachable toy, despite the maybe complicated look of it. It just, you know, as it says on the tin, anal beads, you put a bead in, you go up to the size that you want, and you stop before you get to a size that you don't want to insert. And you have a completely psychologically uh, uh, fine moment.
0: What do you think would be a great starter butt toy?
1: Oh, gosh, a great starter. So uh, there's a lot of different toys out there that are really, really small. Tantus makes. I think that's the Ace is a really small mm. one. And uh, those are great for starter toys. What I do say, I don't like forces up upon people, obviously. But what I do say is once you get used to a really, really small starter toy like that. Yeah. And you, you learn how to relax your sphincter muscles. The long-term use of that toy, it it just is not there. You don't don't need that toy anymore once you know how to relax your body and properly lubricate. And so I always, like, sort of lean people towards a more intermediate toy coupled Mm. with good information about how to relax and how to insert it. Because some of the toys that may seem a little more advanced than what somebody is ready for, with proper instruction and conversation and everything, they're actually very easy to insert for the most part and so I mean there are some really good beginner toys like that but they make the perfect plug which I think is really great so that vibrating one oh, that cool. has a little bit more of a shaft to it and is a little thicker uh, but it still has the tapered head and just really anything with a tapered head the more tapered it is I think is really great for uh, any not just beginners but just people across the board. And uh, there's this company now, uh, Vito that make uh, a range of different products, and they make a really great starter plug because it's made of silicone, but it's at an affordable price point, and also has the option to vibrate as well. So I think cool. those are some really good ones to look into.
0: So what if somebody comes into the pleasure chest and they feel like they have, they just have every butt toy known to men, women, and the rest of us. Uh, and uh, they are—they have years, maybe even decades, of experience with anal sex. And they're like, show me something different. Sure. What would you show them?
1: So um, I was telling you before, when I go to little electro toys, and I love electro toys because they add a topical or an internal sensation that is just so unique. It's not vibration. Mm. It's not about girth or thrusting or anything like that. It's literally just a topical sensation. And electro toys, when used anally, can be really, really intense. You know, this is a very sensitive part of your anatomy. And uh, when you incorporate something like the Hello Touch X is, uh, I I call it uh, sort of like a gateway toy because it comes with, it's a little finger pad vibrator that you wear. It has a control box that you wear on your wrist. And then you can switch out that uh, vibrator attachment for a little mini MyStim sort of beginner experimental attachment. And you can use that in really creative ways on different fingers and create a circuit in between the two contact points and create this electrical really intense or really mild, depending on what setting you want to use it on, uh, just stream of electricity going between you know, the interior of your body to the exterior, however you want to use it. I think those sensations are just, you can use it really with anything. But for anybody that's saying, oh, I've got every anal toy out there, I'm like, all right, well, have you put static electricity around your butthole? <laughs> like, have you ever tried that? That's a really interesting sensation. And the neon wand makes some really cool attachments that sort of, they have one actually that's sort of shaped, perfectly sized for a butthole. And uh, just different kind of sensations that get away from girthiness or length or what we view as pretty commonly uh desirable in those situations and start getting more creative about like, what can we use? Let's, you know, put a tingling lubricant on here and a neon wand on my butthole, you know, something like that. Um, and just get really creative with it, you know?
0: Awesome. What lubes do you recommend for anal sex?
1: So when it comes to anal play, uh, it depends. So if I'm just playing with toys, I think a good water base, like a thicker water base and Mm -hmm. liquid Sassy is one of my favorite ones. Uh, it's, uh, chemical-free, all natural. It's actually vegan and gluten-free, in case that matters to some people. Awesome. Um, and I think it's really great. It's long-lasting, but it's also really easy to clean up too, because like when it comes to a lubricant, if you're playing by yourself, uh, and then once you're done climaxing and you want to put your toys away and clean everything up, uh, water-based lubricant is going to be so much easier to clean up and everything. Um, When it's actual sex or fingers or anything, uh, I prefer a silicone. System Mm -hmm. Joe makes one called uh, uh, System Joe Anal. It's specifically an anal formula silicone lubricant, though you can use any silicone. But I find silicones, they last a lot longer. Mm. Uh, This one in particular, I feel like it has a bit more of a pillow to it, and I just really uh, prefer it. Um, Not super great with some toys. You know, silicone and silicone, for instance, you can't use them together or... Uh, a blend material if you're using a porous blended material without a condom you can't really use it there so that's why if there are toys involved i usually uh, stick with the water-based lubricants for a number of reasons but when it comes to physical like body-on-body contact then that's when i go for the silicone cool Um, hybrids are really great too i there's a lot of uh, great hybrids out there there's this one as kind of a cheeky name but it's called spunk and it okay. literally looks like spunk, cool. um, but it feels great. It's, I think the aesthetic of it, too, just like adds something, because it does look like body fluid to a certain degree. Yeah, that's fun. And yeah, psychologically, I think it's really cool to pretend like, okay, we're using body fluid. You know, I'm going to take this spunky cum and use it to fuck <laughs> you in the ass, and I think yes. that's really awesome.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so, Brandon, I want to ask you what your favorite all-time anal sex toy is, but I think I already know the answer <laughs> because of the Sexual Health Expo last year that you were just referencing when uh, we were on a panel together. Mm-hmm. Now, t- tell me tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the Enjoy Pure Wand. It is.
1: It is. Oh. I was right.
0: I know you so well. Um, will you please tell everyone? Well, for, well, actually, first let me say that uh, the Enjoy Pure Wand Uh, is absolutely, like, my favorite, like, solo play toy of all time. But I usually use it in my cunt, not in my butt. Um, So when I heard you say that it was your favorite anal toy, I knew that it was, you know, anal safe because of its shape um, and stainless steel, obviously. And, it you know, it makes sense. Like I said, I've used Enjoy stainless steel um, butt plugs before, so that totally made sense to me. But I was like, oh, wow, this is, like whole new world of something that I can do with my favorite toy that I haven't even been taking advantage of. So <laughs> thank you for reminding me of that. Absolutely. Um, so will you describe for the listeners that aren't familiar with the Pure Wand, uh, what's what's the deal with that toy?
1: Gosh, there's so many great things to say about the Enjoy Pure Wand. Um, <laughs> The One, well, for starters, it's shaped like sort of like a U almost. Right, uh, right. It has a narrower ball end and a thicker ball end. So you can really, if you're a beginner, then you can use the narrower end. Or it's kind of like a
0: smile. Yeah, a
1: little happy face yeah. for a good reason. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and uh, the balls and the angle of it really are ideal, not just for G-spot simulation, but for prostate simulation as well. And uh, because of the shape of it and the length of it, it makes it really easy to uh, apply pressure to the prostate as you're using it um, because you have a little handle on the outside.
0: Yeah, same for G-Spot.
1: Totally. And you can you can kind of like jack yourself off with yeah. the toy basically, with yeah. it, but internally. And that sensation, the design of it, the weight of it, the ability to either warm it up or cool it down, like it enhances prostate stimulation or just like anal play in general. Uh, in a way that is so easily accessible. you know, There's not a lot of bells and whistles to figure it out. You put it in, put it on the spot that feels good, and then just massage back and forth, whatever you wanna do. It was my first ever uh, hands-free, no genital touching at all, hands-free climax ever. And uh, to this day, it's uh, one of the only toys from back in the day when I was reviewing products that I just like is my go-to.
0: Awesome. So, what do you say to people who have anxiety that anal sex will make them gay. Now, obviously, <laughs> some people that you talk to about anal, anal sex are already just goners. They're already ar- already gay, whether butt sex made them gay or not, like, sure. <laughs> like we're we're, you know, we're over that line. But some folks who are maybe straight, maybe bi, maybe closeted have a lot of anxiety about exploring anal pleasure because they think it will make them gay, and they think that will be a bad thing. So right. um, what what do you say to folks who have that anxiety?
1: I mean, there's a lot of things that can be said. Uh, for starters, not everyone who identifies as gay enjoys anal pleasure. Very true, you know, very that, true. Despite it being uh, pleasurable, they just maybe psychologically aren't on board with it. Not everybody who identifies as gay has anal sex. Um, beyond that, if you're not attracted to men, then obviously you're not gay, and, or if you're not attracted to women, you know, depending on uh, who you are. It, it, uh, when it comes to physical pleasures that you're feeling, that's, that's what you're interested in. You know, this right. doesn't define you in any way, this is just you utilizing your body to its full capacity in a way that you haven't before in, in this scenario. And so, I mean, when it comes to, uh, you know, being afraid of the label of being gay, you know, regardless of if you are or not, uh, when it comes to feeling maximum pleasure and utilizing your body's natural resources to feel as good as you possibly can, why would you psychologically concern yourself with a label like that? You know, and again, some gay people do like anal plays, others don't. But when it comes down to it, the reason why people who do like anal play like it is because it feels good, not because they're in this category of "I'm gay, so this is what I do."
0: That is a great answer. Thank you. <laughs> um, I hesitate to even pander to that way of thinking, but I am aware that uh, um, I'm aware that it is a limitation for people, and I think that addressing that anxiety is also good for addressing the fact that it has its root in homophobia anyway, mm-hmm. and um, we should be doing everything that we can to just get rid of that. Yeah,
1: and I mean, there's a certain, like, heteronormative power dynamic that goes into, like, it's it's not okay if he does it, but it, it, she should want it, you know? And it's like, no, the anus works the same way for both sets of anatomies, so both people can feel pleasure from it regardless.
0: Yeah. Right, and actually um, might create more empathy than people are used to in your sex life because mm-hmm. almost everybody has a butt. And like you said, even though there are slight variations in anatomy um, in different bodies and different genders, um, for the most part, it feels good for the same physiological reasons. Totally, yeah. And it's taboo for everyone. So if you're playing with that, then that's uh, that's gonna apply to everyone as well.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think People on both ends of the uh, the act, uh, there's a certain power dynamic involved mm. in the penetrator versus the penetratee, mm. and there's certain people that just won't allow themselves to be in the penetratee mm. uh, space. Right, um, but you know, I think not everybody, but some people will explore it, play around with it, experience it, and realize that it feels great, and there's no reason to deny themselves that experience just because of this sort of power dynamic stance that they feel they have to be presenting 100% of the time.
0: I couldn't agree more. (laughs) So if you could give one piece of advice to folks who are shopping for anal toys at the pleasure chest, what would it be?
1: Uh, For starters, if you're not going to be the person who is going to have the toy inserted, Mm. then you should not be making the decision. Like your partner, unless your partner has told you, like, get me this one. Uh, your partner should be involved in the conversation
0: that is really really good advice
1: yeah i mean it doesn't make sense for somebody to look at something and say i would love to see that in my partner buy it for their partner and then their partner now feels obligated to use the product maybe in a way that doesn't make them feel good and uh, it just doesn't make sense to have somebody buying something that they're not going to physically be using on themselves you know yeah so get your partner involved if it is for your partner and, uh, you know, their input is really important in that situation. And uh, totally. I think it also will help with the process, too, because if somebody is involved in being asked and saying, hey, mm-hmm. what do you like? What do you see here that you like? What, will, what do you see that will make you feel good? What do you think is pretty? Like there's so many different like, aspects that go into appreciating a toy. And I think that just makes it feel more comfortable down the road.
0: That is fantastic advice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I know that we could talk about butt stuff like all day, every day. Um, but uh, I think that that is it for now. Um, so thank you so much for being a guest on Why Are People Into That, Brandon. And uh, is there anything online or any, um, anything upcoming uh, that you want to uh, direct people towards if they're interested in you and your work?
1: Uh, well, as far as me personally, I don't have any uh, blogs or anything going on. But online, if you go to PleasureChest.com, you can see our full list of workshops that we offer. Again, they're free. Uh, and in August, we have a number of different butt sex classes. Uh, in New York in particular, there's Butt Sex Basics on August 2nd. Uh, you're doing a fun class, Getting Clean to Get Dirty, mm-hmm. on uh, August 30th. We have a Spank Someone Happy class, which, you know, isn't anal sex, but it is a fun way to incorporate anal play uh, on the 23rd. And uh, Ben over, buddy, on the 16th. And uh, that's just the New York lineup. There's lineups in Chicago and LA as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here today and have a very happy Anal August.
1: Thank you. I look forward to it.